fans, welcome to another edition of the Wrestle Get It Podcast. We are kicking off 2023 with a bang, like straight to the balls, man. Ground running, we are rolling. I, of course, am one of your awesome hosts, Christy Heat Matthews, joined with your other two awesome hosts, Garrett G Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Fellas, how is your 2023 treating you so far? Well, we're doing great, except for Garrett has COVID. Uh, but me and him are coming at you live from Nantucket, Massachusetts. Uh, we came up here to uh, get some coffee and uh, hang out with rich people, but we haven't been able to do that because Garrett's dumbass had to stop at a rest stop and fucking take a shower. I told him, like, hey, dude, these truck drivers are taking showers in there. Uh, and anyways, he fucking took a shower. And, uh, let's just say one of those lot lizards uh, came and was like, hey, Garrett, <laughs> 20 bucks, I'll suck your dick. And, of course, he gave her 20 bucks. And now he's got COVID and probably syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did you find the man from Nantucket while you were up there? No, not yet. We've been stuck in our fucking uh, bed and breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, let me know, because I've I've heard some random things about the man from Nantucket. I just want to know for true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, speaking of random, it's time for that random band entrance theme. Let's hit it for this week. All right, little Kim, little Kim, <sighs> like it's, flashback. It's- it's funny when you go on the Spotify and you just type in little, she's like the last one on there. You get little baby, you get little Wayne, little Yachty, little, <laughs> little Uzi, Yachty, little Uzi, little mama. I don't know. You get like everything else. Hey man, little mama, her lap, her lip gloss is popping. Be <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> All right, wants to wants to start it off this week. I, uh, I'll start mine off. I, I probably haven't started off in a while. Uh, mine, so I, I listen to some of her songs, uh, and uh, my fiance and I were listening to them, and we found this one that was so damn funny that I could not pick it. And the name of the song is Not Tonight. If you get a second, just listen to it. Is it a good interest theme? No. But is it the funniest <laughs> song and you're going to laugh your ass off if someone came out to that ring, that song? Absolutely. And that's why it's my entrance. <clears throat> I decided to go I decided to go uh, with a, a video. Um, well, not a video. It's a song, but Going with a, a video uh, that I uh, put in some uh, 
you know, action too, uh, back <laughs> in my, uh, my younger days. And, uh, that is, uh, no matter what they say. Yeah, that was a good one. That one and, uh, and crush on you. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff there. <laughs> great, great jerking off material. <laughs> i'll say like i said last week when you know we we got little kim like she in the 90s she was hot as hell like now Dude. she looks like the fucking leprechaun so, <laughs> i mean they're like give her her gold and let her go back to her you know somewhere over the rainbow <laughs> oh awesome i went with uh the jump off with a uh, little kim Perfect. featuring mr cheeks awesome stuff there all right what we got for next week carl we got uh one that i know me and garrett probably know by that you know uh we got uh mr joe diffie who joe diffie said joe diffie yeah, you don't know Joe Diffie? I don't know Joe Diffie. Joe Diffie, uh, he had, uh, he was a country singer in the 90s. Uh, one of his biggest hits was, uh, uh, was it Pickup Man? I think it was Pickup Man. I got a Pickup Man. Yeah. I don't remember. Pickup Man, and then uh, I think he had another song called, uh, um, uh, prop me up beside the jukebox. Prop me up beside the jukebox. If I, yeah, I, Lord, I, I, think I may have heard. Actually, I think I've heard that one. But uh, oh, uh, he does. Um, uh, well, I don't want to say that one because I might pick that one. <laughs> uh, there's another song he has that's pretty popular. Pick a man, pick a man, honky tonk attitude. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Earth. Third rock from the sun. Welcome to Earth. Third rock from the sun. Was that the theme song for the show? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Could have been. I didn't watch the. Uh, I didn't watch the show. There we go. Yeah, I the uh prop me up against the jukebox. I think I've heard before, but that's pretty much it. Like I don't recognize any of these uh. He gets other songs from so all right, Joe Diffie. Joe Diffie, awesome. That should be a fun one. All right, so let's go ahead and jump over to the news for the week. We might as well just jump right into it and kick it right off. Vince McMahon officially back as executive chairman of the WWE. Oh, how you guys feeling about that one? So from, I don't really understand what like they, they just make up a fucking title, because uh, from what I read, like uh, Stephanie and uh, what's his face are still co CEOs, and Triple H is still head of creative. Uh, so I mean, they just like create a title and he's that or something. Basically, from what I gather from it, as executive chairman, he is just there 
basically to approve any of the major business side of things. So like, like he put those bylaws in where any like sales or, you know, television deals and stuff had to be approved by him. Um, like stuff like well, that. That, like was, anything already, that the, was already, that was already a thing though. Cause he was from the way I understand it. Yeah. He was majority shareholder and, and any votes, uh, uh, any voting, like he still had the majority of the vote. So, like yeah. any board meeting, he could sway. But, uh, and it, that was a thing that he was, from what I read, I don't know if it's true or not, but he was saying that he wanted to be reinstated as CEO, um, or he was not going to approve any TV deals with Disney, uh, NBC, or uh, Fox. Yeah, I. I'm I'm not sure. I just I know he got pointed back to executive chairman. So basically he's the head of the board of directors, pretty much. Like he inserted himself back into that position. Like previously when Vince was running the creative side of things, Linda McMahon was the, the chairman. And then it was um I don't remember who took over after Linda, but like he's basically whatever the the business side the financial stuff all that other stuff like tv deals things like that that's all shareholder stuff like the stocks things like that or stuff that vince will be focusing on so all the creative stuff and like the day-to-day operations of wwe as far as like the the talent all that other stuff isn't is going to remain untouched by him But from how I understand it, he was kind of like threatening to tank the company if he didn't get reinstated. Yeah. I don't think we'll see him. I don't think we'll see him right away um, touching the product as far as long as it's like performing and ratings are up and stocks are going up. Yeah. I mean, to me, I don't see it. I don't see the big, de- I mean, it's like in your kids' hands. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I honestly think he just did this to sell the company. Let's hope so. I mean, he could sell, he don't have to do that to sell the company, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but, you know, he wants, he's going to want to be in somewhat control of whatever is going on of that side of it. If that's really what it is, he wants to be involved 100, he'll want to be involved 100% in the process. Well, if he wants to be involved 100% in the process, I'll tell you what you do. Have him and Shane McMahon fight for the rights of the company. <laughs> Fucking hell in a cell. WrestleMania. <laughs> the only way you do it. Oh, man. Yeah, like I said, I, I really just think he's doing this just to sell the company. Probably within, within the next year or two. Let's see what happens. I guess they had a um, pretty big talent meeting. They had an all-talent meeting today um, prior to SmackDown, and it was reiterated numerous times that the um, creative control will still be, or creative side of everything, head of creative, Triple H, will still be in charge of that. Um, Stephanie and Nick Khan were still remaining on as CEOs. Um, so, like, the day-to-day operations of the actual product were not going to change at all. I think wouldn't, it be crazy if he, wouldn't it be crazy if he like sold uh, 
WWE and then use that money to buy AEW. I shit with that money. Like he could probably buy freaking AEW, NWA, and Impact. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think Tony Khan would put up a fight though of selling AEW, but I nah, his dad would fucking sell that shit in a heartbeat. (laughs) Like you suck, Tony. I'm selling it to Vince. You want to talk about you want to talk about a WrestleMania match, Tony Khan versus Nick Khan in Hell in a Cell, winner wins <laughs> AEW. <laughs> the Battle of the Khan. <laughs> or wait, even better. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, Shane. A special Shane guest referee, Taka Khan. Shane gets signed. Shane gets signed by AEW, and you get Shane and Tony versus Vince and Nick in a Hell in a Cell. <laughs> winner, winner takes all. <laughs> oh, that'd be great! Shaka Khan is like Carl said. Shaka Khan is a referee. Then you have Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> you put out Jim Crockett out there too. <laughs> oh, that'd be great! No, uh, that's pretty much like that was the biggest like news thing to come out this week was you know Vince. Like, and then we kind of touched on it, you know, last week or the week before when it was rumored, but, you know, Vince made that power play and just inserted himself back in. Um, was it George Barrios, Barrios, whoever, um, was appointed to the board as well, especially as well as another former, um, VP that was in charge of WWE of things like William, Michelle Williams or something like that. I can't remember what the hell her name was. Great journalism work here. So, but uh, they're both reinstated to the board. A few board members got fired. The uh, board member that was the head of the investigation into Vince's um, secret sex money was um, uh, had resigned, as well as a couple other people that were part of that investigation. So, because they knew they were getting canned, oh, they would have got fired though. He's like those bylaws too said he could remove board members when he's if he saw fit. So there's a lot of stuff in there, a lot of shady stuff he threw in there. So well, I mean, if he if he got um, like I don't know, I don't know. I mean, if he would help me get pushed out by like a coup, then yeah. you know what I mean. More power to him. I mean, I'm sure like the business side of it, like, will be fine. It's just the creative side Vince was just out of touch with. Like, and that's the problem. Like, there, it's like it was catering to just an audience of one, and it was Vince McMahon. And it's been like that for probably like the last 15 years at least. So, I mean, instead of like catering to your crowd, to your fan base, oh, yes, you try to, you need to, like the hardcore fan base, is, we say this all the time, the hardcore fans like us are going to tune in regardless. Like we love WWE, we love wrestling in general. We're gonna tune in regardless every week for every show and watch this stuff. We're gonna go to the shows when they come to our areas. We're gonna go to WrestleManias and the big pay per views, you know, as often as we can. It's the casual you fans. Get a ticket? Think. What's that? Did you get us tickets? No, I didn't get us tickets. Sorry. Uh, you said we're gonna go to the WrestleMania. I thought you got us tickets. 
No, I was speaking like hardcore fans in general, not us. <laughs> oh shit! You shit look, we don't make we don't make make no money off this podcast. Like Jesus, man. <laughs> we need to. We need we're to. Getting there. We don't. <laughs> Get, we're getting there. Anyway, we more, turn that more 20. than twenty listeners. <laughs> we got to turn that twenty into twenty thousand. Come on, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. So. <laughs> But they, like I said, they know the hardcore fans are going to watch. They're going to go to the events, do all this stuff, buy the merch, everything. It's the casual fans is where the money is at that's being left on the table. And that's where WWE's focus is on. I guess they're still going to do things for the hardcore fans, but they're going to bring back like the Goldbergs and the Rocks and the Batistas to to catch the casual fans. So that's, that's or the oh, like the old fans because there's like a yeah. lot of old fans too that like. Watch old wrestling on Peacock and stuff like me, yeah. and get excited when fucking John Cena comes back to fight the bloodline. And I think that's where um AEW's dropping the ball is that they're they're still catering to that hardcore rabid base, and not trying to expand to bring in those casual fans or the well they know, did the, bring the guys Garrett. that used to watch wrestling. They brought Jared in. Nobody gives a shit about Jeff Jarrett. I do. I mean, I kind of disagree. I mean, I mean, do you watch AEW this week? I did watch AEW this week, and it was one of the the lowest ratings for the show. (laughs) Well, Jeff Jarrett looks pretty good still. I mean, he does look good. Like I, I'm one of those fans of Jeff Jarrett, but like, there's not a lot of people that are fans of Jeff Jarrett. And that's the thing. Like he's not a needle mover. He's not a Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's not a Rock. Like he shit. Fucking, he got. He launched a couple companies. Yeah, he launched a couple companies, but then he was smart enough to bring in guys like Kevin Nash and Kurt Angle and Mick Foley and Booker T. Like these guys that are recognized names to help build that product up, and that's what he did. So it was just Dixie Carter destroyed it after he left. <laughs> And what he should have done is let himself get over, like yeah, let Jim Cornette get him over, right? <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. Like I, I personally like I don't have an issue with Jarrett and Lethal winning the tag titles. Like like, I don't have an issue with that at all. If that's what they want to do, I mean, at least it's not the world title. It's not like a mainline title. You don't need the world he's title. Fucking, he's the fucking king of the mountain, man. Uh, he's king of over the hill. I don't know. Like that's the thing, though. Too is like they're gonna they're willing to give Jeff Jarrett the the tag titles, but Sting and Darby Allen have never held the tag titles. Uh, I also want to throw out there, since I'm watching Rampage, um, why is Big Cass's new name Big Bill? That sounds retarded. So they can trademark it because I guess the W Morrissey name was an impact thing. Sounds retarded. No, I, no, I ain't big man. 
You mean he he should be called Big Dill? The way he's the Big Dill. <laughs> big Dildo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like the the big bill name either. It's kind of stupid. I mean, he don't look like a bill. That's the thing. <laughs> like if he if he gained like another hundred ten pounds and cut his hair short and got like a Confederate flag tattoo on his arm, he could be like Big Bill, but. Oh, at least his name's not Big Bubba. <laughs> Big, Big Bubba. Big Bubba. You got yourself that some right. pretty lips. That was uh that was Big Bossman's name in uh uh WCW, wasn't it? Big Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's going on? There's a uh Battle of the Belts five tonight. So you got the rematch between Jarrett and Lethal and the acclaimed. And no holds barred match. No holds barred match. So we'll see what happens if the acclaimed is able to defend the titles again this week without any type of ref screw referee high drinks or whatever. So. Don't worry. I'll let <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right. So Vince McMahon, biggest news this week. Um, well, not the big, well, some of the biggest news we'll get into the rest of it here in a little bit um we got some other news here we kind of touched upon um last week with uh sammy and ty conti being pulled off of triple h's or not triple h's triple a's night of champions <laughs> so <laughs> triple H's um, card. yep uh conan actually had some comments on that to kind of clear things up a little bit um so basically Tony Khan pulled Tay because another girl on the roster, some girl that was there for triple a had COVID Conan's not sure who the talent was. Um, but they still sent Sammy, which Conan was confused as to why they sent Sammy because he didn't, he wasn't even on the show, didn't appear for triple a. And there's really no reason to be there him to be there without Tay. So it just didn't make any sense to Conan as to why they still sent Sammy. Um, he said the first time they missed their flight, uh, the second, uh, with Tay being Brazilian, they had some visa issues, uh, which they were able to get fixed between the second and the third, the supposed third appearance before they got stripped of the titles. Um, I guess, you know, he said, Conan said they had some, because of the visa issues, which they've had with Phoenix and Daga. Um, he said they wait till the last minute to get their visa issues straightened out. Um, he said it just becomes more of a headache for him. So, and that's like the reasons why they've missed all three of the appearances to defend the, um, intergender tag titles for triple a. It's like, all right. So that's, uh, one of the sources there since Conan's like one of the head guys for triple a right now. So. Definitely take that as fact. Uh, Mads Kruger and Nick Aldis are officially free agents this week. So, you guys' have thoughts on that one? Where could we possibly see uh, these guys showing up in the near future? Um, Big time wrestling. Big time wrestling. <laughs> At least for Aldis. 
So that's one of them. I'm not too familiar with uh, Matt Krueger. I know Garrett, you're a little more familiar with him than than we are. Um, Impact. Yeah. Impact. Mm. Yeah. Is it is he as good as his brother Freddy? Um, not as good as or, Freddy. Or Leo. A little bit better than Leo. <laughs> awesome. No, he's uh he's good. Uh he's got he had some matches with uh Fatu that were really good, so this would be like See, the big he one. got that like Mad Max like Road Warrior. The mask, mask, the mask is the mask is weird, but it it's got like a mustache. I'm sorry. That's kind of weird. <laughs> Super weird. Oh, that's that's pretty cool though. At least you got a couple new guys that could pop up anywhere, uh, freshen up the rosters a little bit. Um, Nick Aldis, I'm still predicting him to show up in WWE. Think he's going to be in the Rumble? I I don't see why not. Him and I mean, Jay White. I know Jay White might be a little iffy. I guess he's unless you know they did cut a deal with New Japan for him to show up, but Jay White still got two years on his contract with New Japan, which brings um actually a good segue there. Um apparently he challenged Hikaleo to a loser leaves Japan match. Coming off of a New Year's Dash. Um so one of those two will possibly more than likely, I think Hikaleo's contract is coming up from everything that I've read. So um, it's either that or Hikaleo is going to be strictly on uh, New Japan Strong um, touring the U.S. for a little while. Which makes makes sense. So. So, but, so pretty pretty exciting options there, especially heading into the Royal Rumble here in a few weeks. Uh, what else we got? Kind of on a high note of, here. Uh, speaking of the Royal Rumble, have uh, either one of you seen the poster for it? Have not. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it have Cody on it. I've seen the it, predictions. It does. It. it does have Cody on it, but the one word I will say is it's pretty electrifying. Pretty electrifying, huh? Hmm. Interesting. He's not on it, but there's. Uh, a lot of uh, lightning uh, in the poster. Interesting. And even I when it was put out, it even they even said that this poster was pretty electrified. Interesting. <clears throat> I, I don't really uh, think that we we need the Rock to win the Rumble to set up the Rock versus Rome. I agree. Like it's it's pretty much rights itself. Like you don't need. Rock versus Roman with a title on the line. Like that's because they're not going to give the title to the rock. Again, like especially if it's a one-off, you know, a couple off like couple appearances, like they're not going to give him the title at WrestleMania just they for might. Him, you know, not stick around. They might. I know they might. That's the, the sad thing. If Vince was still in charge of created, they definitely would give him the title. <laughs> Oh, hell, I, say, give it to hell. I say, I say, give it to him. Okay. Most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Well, I mean, it's not like he's got anything else to do, you know, because you know, you're definitely not getting a Black Adam movie, another one, anytime soon. So, but yeah, I don't know. I just, 
there's different ways to set up the the Royal Rumble match between the two of them that you don't really that The Rock doesn't need to be. Involved, I mean, so how do you get Rumble. how do you get Roman Reigns to WrestleMania without the titles? Have him lose at the Rumble. Lose him at the Rumble. Lose him at the Elimination Chamber. I mean, but the, the other side, the other aspect of that too, like they could have The Rock win the Rumble and Roman Reigns just goes over The Rock at WrestleMania and retains both titles. Or have The Rock win both titles and then have him vacate both of them. That way you can separate the titles again without having to have Roman Reigns lose. That would work. On the first. That would be the best way to split the titles up. This is like, hey, I just came back to show you that I was head of the table, and now I'm going to vacate these titles. Well, would that kill like any of the momentum that Roman's built over the last year? No, he he fucking was undefeated for three years there. Like nobody else <laughs> has been able to do this. It's like you accomplish all you can accomplish. Unless, you know, you beat Hulk Hogan or something. Uh, <laughs> the resurrect the Macho Man. <laughs> the resurrect Macho Man? He's just got to wrestle Ric Flair. In Deathmatch. <laughs> Deathmatch. Undead Deathmatch. Undead match. <laughs> <laughs> Have oh, Ric Flair man. win the world... world uh title that way he's got he's got one more so Cena's gotta win two more. <laughs> uh I don't think we're getting another another title reign out of Cena anytime soon either. That's so. <laughs> definitely well, not happening. Oh man. But uh some good news though Shelton Benjamin celebrating his twentieth anniversary. In professional wrestling. Oh, Just wish he was awesome. on TV more. Absolutely. So hopefully with the uh, re- if they do reform the Hurt Business, we'll see Shelton a little more. Definitely deserving. Mm-hmm. We are, all three of us are big fans of Shelton Benjamin. Hell yeah. Ain't no stopping me now. I miss I miss Mama Benjamin. <laughs> well, unfortunately, <laughs> she passed away. So. I know. So sad. Yeah. Super sad. Oh, all right. So that's uh, pretty much all I've got for the news this week. Let's jump over to Instant Replay and uh, run down some of the uh, highlights for the week in wrestling. <clears throat> all right. Let's kick it off here. Pro Wrestling Noah, Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Great Muda. It's one of the, uh, the first matches of Muda's farewell tour. Definitely a historic match. Um, not because you know it's part of the uh, the Muda's retirement tour, um, but we had a WWE contracted wrestler appearing on a Japanese promotion show. Facing a non-WWE talent in a great Muda. So definitely history making and a great matchup. Like honestly. So if you guys have not checked it out. Definitely go back and watch it. It's a pure example of the Japanese strong style. 
and just the, the two of these guys beat the shit out of each other. Okay, I watched most of it. I didn't get to watch all of it because I had some complications. Yeah, our uh, our bootleg site was kind of being a dick. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah the the finish the finish of the match was pretty interesting. It's something I haven't seen before. Uh, basically, Shinsuke sucked the poison mist out of Muda's mouth and sprayed it back in his face, and, uh, and Kinshasa. I uh, hit the Kinshasa for the uh, the win. Interesting. Yeah, so basically, Shinsuke shotgunned the mist out of Muda's mouth. But it's def- definitely interesting. On the downside, though, uh, Muda did uh, drop some derogatory comments about Shinsuke's sexuality after the after the match and the uh, the post match interview. So, because of that finish, but yeah, I don't know if it was like part of the storyline, story arc, or whatever it was, but it, I, I think Muda's choice of words were kind of a little out there. But but the match overall, great matchup, definitely definitely a five star match and a hands down match of the year contender, definitely. I don't know how how else I can say it, but it's it was definitely up there for match of the year contender. So. We had a whole lot of a year left. To, oh yeah, to so, have uh, have some Kenny Omega matches. Yeah, apparently his uh, match of the uh, um fucking Jay White apparent or not Jay White um. Oh, why am I drawing a blank? It's not Will, Will Ospreay. Ospreay. Was it Will Ospreay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Meltzer rated that like six and a half stars out of five. Uh, of I course he did. I was like, surprised it was only six and a half. Yeah. Meltzer has such the biggest heart on for Kenny Omega, especially Kenny Omega wrestling in Japan. It's ridiculous. Freaking ridiculous. Uh, but there is there is a difference. Um, if you watch Kenny Omega um, wrestle in Japan compared to Kenny Omega wrestling in AEW, the style is completely different. It's actually a lot more entertaining to watch Kenny Omega in New Japan than it is Kenny Omega in AEW. Yeah, but uh, Omega did end up uh, defeating Will Ospreay in that matchup um, and is now the uh, the new IWGP US champion. Not the only title changes that happened. Uh, Tom Matonga um, defeated Carl Anderson for the never open white title. FTR lost the IWGP tag titles. Um, Okada defeated Jay White for the IWGP World Championship. Some of the, uh, the big title changes there. We also had the debut of Mercedes Monet. Your guys' thoughts on that one? I think she's a uh, pretty hot. I like the fire hair that she had. I um, hated it. You hated it? Looked ugly. It looked yeah. weird from the front, but once you like, once you got a side profile, like it was actually pretty. It looked pretty good. Oh, yeah, it like, looked pretty it, good. Like, I, uh, 
I don't know what was going on with her promo though. She she slurred her words quite a bit on that. I don't know if that was nerves or she was uh, drinking before she came out there. So. I think uh, this is one of those things where like you're in a different country and you know she has been doing WWE for a long time. I'm the conversation. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I. I'm kind of curious to see how she's going to do outside of WWE. It's like Sasha's barely wrestled outside of WWE. Um, that's where she's made her name. Like, you know, I give her props for, you know, betting on herself and, you know, doing this stuff like she knows her worth. Like, I'll give her that. Um, I'm just like I said, I'm just I'm interested to see what how well this is going to go over. The uh, the finisher that she hit uh, looked like Kyrie kind of messed it up there a little bit uh, compared to like some of the the training videos that she was doing, like setting up the finisher and you know perfecting it and stuff like that. Um, to me, it just looks a little more complicated than what it needs to be. It's like Ty Ty Mellows Ty KO. It's just it's too much. So. We'll see. My biggest thing is like she flew out to Japan to make this appearance on Wrestle Kingdom to challenge Kyrie to a match in February. I mean, February is this next month. Well, I know, but it's just like I thought they would have wrestled on like the New Year Dash event or something, but which they usually they tape like the next day or they do like the next day after Wrestle Kingdom. But they're gonna do it in uh, San Jose for um, yeah. the U.S. pay-per-views. So. Definitely, definitely interesting with that. Too. But uh, Wrestle Kingdom produced a lot of great matches. Uh, Tama Tonga and Carl Anderson. Like, we really need to see more singles. Carl Anderson and WWE. Like, a lot of people don't realize or forget how well Anderson can work in the ring. Like, it's just. Amazing to watch him wrestle. Yep. Sorry, I had to take a moment. That's right. Had to listen to the acclaimed uh, entrance. (laughs) They They love uh, talking trash about Jeff Jarrett, I swear. Did they they bag on Karen Jarrett again? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) They said... He said Jeff Jarrett's as bad as Vince McMahon coming back. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got a lot of shit from last week from oh, I know. Karen Jarrett remarking there. I mean, even to the point like Angle had chimed in and then like Karen started airing out like dirty laundry with Angle and Jesus. Man. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I was like, God, Karen, like nobody gives a shit about you. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Then Jeff had to make some comments on this podcast this week. It's like, come on, like nobody gives a shit. Like nobody cares. Well, that, that was a work. Oh, I know that was a work. It was just like nobody cares. <laughs> it's just it was one of those things. Ah, uh, all right. Let's get into uh some of the stuff from Monday Night Raw. We had um Alexa and Bianca Belair, uh the women's championship match. <laughs> You know not to say that word. 
I, I don't know. I forget every single week. You do. And then she always fucking talks to you. And you're like, what the fuck, Alexa? Alexa, stop. <laughs> nah, tell her to shut the fuck up. Then just, you know, plug that damn thing when I'm recording. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't have one of those anymore. I used to have one of those, like, the, the one that's for Google. And that yeah. thing would just start talking and you wouldn't even say anything to it. I was like, this well, is fucking creepy. The one in the living room finally stopped responding when they say Bliss's name on Raw. But like when I'd have my tablet and I was doing stuff on my tablet, and every time they mentioned her name, it would come up with the the blue line at the bottom. <laughs> I was like, oh lord, that's yeah, awesome. All right, so we have Miss Bliss versus Bianca. Uh, we had a couple a uh, couple dudes in the crowd with some Uncle Howdy masks. Yep. So one of them looked like it was Loomis. Looked like it was what? It probably was. The first one, the the guy that was against the corner of the guardrail. First one they showed looked like it was Loomis. Oh, I mean it's pretty pretty obvious. I thought it was Loomis. Like it it looked like they were trying to hide that it was Loomis. That's how much they look like Loomis. Well, it's funny, though, because, like, the security guard tried to stop him. <laughs> I was literally telling him, like, trying to tell him to go back to his seat, and the dude had to look like, had to tell him, like, dude, I'm, I'm part of the show. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Um, but it looks like we're getting full-on um, Twisted Bliss or Evil Bless. I don't know if it's full on yet. I, I, it's gonna lead that way. So we're getting close. We're getting closer. So because she just like beat, they beat the shit out of each other. So hmm. it's definitely probably one of the better matches on Raw. Then we had um Seth Rollins and Austin Theory for the U.S. title. I actually did not get to see that one. I fell asleep. So I didn't either. I was watching ESPN, uh, the game. That wasn't the game at that point. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, they did show. Uh, backstage stuff, you know, like how would they like to put stuff in the backgrounds now? Uh, you had MVP talking with look like Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. So possibly getting a uh, return of the hurt business. I hope so. I hope so too. And let him be I'd dominant. Be, yeah, I'd be okay even if they added Omos to it just to kind of help him out, but. But I think Triple H knew that the Hurt Business was, you know, something awesome and it just got ended too soon. So, so we'll see what happens with that. I don't think, you can tell by watching the product that Triple H doesn't have an issue with factions like Vince had. Where we're seeing like more like three to four person, you know, teams popping up here and there. Like pretty much like throughout both shows now, so. Like, I think that's just kind of the way to get people on TV more and, you know, kind of flesh out some more storylines and stuff. So I ain't got a problem with it. 
As long as it's done well. Bring back the Gangors from uh, Atu there. Yeah. The Nation, the DOA, most Mariquas. Should be fun. The, uh, what was, uh, whatchamacallit, the one where I dressed up like army soldiers? Um, was it the, uh, the Truth Commission? Truth Commission. Yeah. Was uh, it by, uh, with Don Callis as yeah. the jackal? <laughs> Truth Commission. The oddities. Well, they came a little later. Yeah. I didn't. Where's your factions? A lot of factions in Attitude Era. Well, it was done. It was done well. It was done well, though. That's the other thing. I mean, the ministry, the job squad, (laughs) the union, (laughs) the ministry of darkness, the corporation, the corporate ministry. Generation X. It's going to kick your ass. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome stuff. All right. Dynamite this week. Whole new stage. Entrance, opening, everything. Wait, Dynamite you got a nice little replay. There's AEW? I thought I was, was watching a- WWE. You thought you were watching SmackDown? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, let me see your homework. Okay. Uh, i mean they needed they needed to do they needed a change like they needed to update their production and they did um they did hire a former wwe producer um and that's where a lot of these changes came from i've i don't think it looks bad i mean because it's like a look that we're you know familiar with we're used to seeing something like that i mean they could have they did tweak it a little bit. You still have the heel and face entrances. Um, I just think they they did need to get away from the the set design that they were using. And I guess yeah, they did. it was time to, to switch it up a little bit. But. Especially if Cody Rhodes ain't gonna be there to come out of the chandelier. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, they're not using it for anybody else, so. Like I would have mean I would have gave it to Jade to use. Like it's part of her entrance. Like that would have been, I would made more sense with that. But oh, I don't know. But yeah, like I said, that no complaints on the new setup. Ah, oh, all right. But I do have a complaint. Brian Danielson and MJF. The promo sure. between the two of them wasn't bad. My issue is they keep doing the same shit with MJF every time he has to face someone. They always have to jump through all these fucking hoops. And MJF pointed out himself, too, during his promo. But it's constantly always something. And it's the same damn thing every single time they try to build up a credible challenger for MJF. You need to win your next eight matches to be number one contender. You know, between now and February 8th, and then we'll wrestle each other at Revolution in March. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? 
That's the way it should be. If you want a title match, you know you need to work for it. Beat eight people. I mean, shit, at least we're getting an Iron Man match. Yeah. I mean, that's the only the plus side out of that is the Iron Man match, but it's like you're rehashing the same storyline, story arc buildup for MJF that you've done with every single one of his major feuds. And it's just like, come up with something original. It was original. That's why they repeated it. <laughs> they should have just did like have Daniel Bryan line up eight, eight people in a gauntlet match. It's not, it's not plagiarism. If you copy yourself, right? <laughs> no i don't think so but, like i would have just did like an eight person gauntlet match and then have daniel bryan run run through them like if he wins and yeah okay you get your title shot at revolution but they're trying to drag it out to you know tv time so well who's daniel bryan fighting this week who's daniel Bryan fighting that this next week it's kind of like what they did with Jericho. So we're probably going to end up getting like Daniel Bryan versus fucking Nick Gage again. Or Nick Gage. I like, nobody wants to see that. Versus Ted Cargill. Oh, <laughs> shit. Aubrey broke his pencil. How fucking dare you? And you pushed him? Oh. She's getting involved in the match again? Of course. It's Aubrey. I fucking hate Aubrey. So much. Yeah, I don't like her either. She's starting to grow on me. I think I like her. I mean, she did. I will say the to, um. She did kind of have to get involved in that, but yeah. I, was I, was, I can't there. remember what match was she. I, was it the Danielson match at the beginning of Dynamite? She refed. There's one. There's one match on Dynamite that she refed where she actually wasn't being over the top and she was actually looked like she was actively trying to not make herself the center of attention. Yeah, there ain't no telling. I think it was, I think it was her. I think it was Ricky Sarks and Jericho. Maybe. I think, I think she ref that match, which was a damn good match. Oh, actually honestly surprised that, uh, that Starks picked up the win on that one. I thought Jericho was going to take it, but well, that was a really good match. So, uh, let's see. Uh, real quick, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Carl, but uh, they claimed retained. Jared uh, couldn't cut it. Oh, man. Darn. But you know who could cut it? Darby Allen defeated the king of TV. He did. Your AW TNT champion, Darby Allen, eating Samoa Joe, which means, which honestly, to that aspect, that Joe is probably going to be more Ring of Honor than on AEW, which kind of sucks. He's going to be on Ring of Honor. Yeah, because you know, they're launching the Honor Club with Ring of Honor on there as a weekly show, so they're probably going to feature. Smoa Joe more on Ring of Honor than on AEW TV. It's so that you'll buy Honor Club. Yeah. 
honestly contemplating it because there's a lot of like older Ring of Honor content on there. Like you get access to all that. Just uh, the tape library alone is probably worth the ten dollars. I just my biggest gripe with Honor Club is you still have to pay for the pay per views, even though you're paying the ten. You pay the monthly service fee for Honor Club, but you still have to pay for the pay per view. I mean, Impact's kind of sort of the same way. Yeah, but you get you get those free <laughs> events in there, like No Surrender, you know, like stuff like that. Like you get those free pay per views thrown in there every now and then. Where like the only pay per views you're paying for for Impact are like the high, like their their bigger events, like Bound for Glory, stuff like that. But Ring of Honor is every pay per view you have to pay for outside of Honor Club. It's terrible. Uh, what else we got here? Soraya picked Tony Storm as her opponent to take on Jamie Hader and Britt Baker. Um, Hikaru Shida didn't look like she was very happy about that one. So maybe we'll see uh, Hikaru beat down Tony Storm and then somebody else takes Tony Storm's spot as her tag team partner. Maybe. Maybe a little uh, Monet talks. <laughs> Monet talks. Well, we'll see what happens with that one, but I mean, for the right price, I'm sure I'm sure she'll show up for and do pretty much anything. Awesome. Uh, let's see. That's uh, that's pretty much all I had for instant replay this week. You got you got anything to add in there? I do want to say yeah. that I'm uh, I'm proud of you guys for uh, picking the uh, match stipulation for the. Seventh match of the uh, trios title match. I'm very proud of you guys. You said it was going to be a ladder match a long time ago, and it's going to be a yep. ladder match. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Was a uh, the something death ladder? I don't. Know. It's all Spanish. So. Um, I could tell you about SmackDown this week if you want. Um. We got on the, the Bray Wyatt front here with LA Knight and Uncle Howdy. I know we're getting the uh they announced the, the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Yeah. For uh for Royal Rumble. Uh, sounds uh, stupid. Bray Wyatt, yeah. Mountain Dew. Oh. Roman Reigns came out and yelled at Sammy. Uh pretty hardcore. And KO told him that you need to be yelling at me. And then later on, you won't believe this, the tribal chief apologized for yelling at Sammy. Can you believe that? He apologized. He said, I'm sorry, Sammy. It's incredible. No freaking way. Outside of that, um, uh, no, not really. Um, Outside of that, uh, my one biggest complaint is um, so Hit Row it obviously didn't go over, so we're just going to turn him heel. So that, that's going to work. Dollar. That's, that's, that's going to work. <laughs> yeah. I think they kind of planted the seeds with that last week when they were all dogging on him for that botched uh, suicide dive. <laughs> yeah. Flop Ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet ended up beating them, and then they all beat the shit out of Ricochet afterwards. Yeah. Which I also don't understand. Why does everyone get saved by Braun Strowman? 
Is there literally no other tag teams in the entire company that could be faces that can help him? Of course not. Why? Because they, they need something for Strowman to do. They don't have anything for him to do. He's going to wrestle uh, Gunther next week. Oh, I don't even think Gunther is going to be able to save that match. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's he be real. The, he slapped the shit out of him. Yeah. Get better, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Just give us Gunther and Sheamus again. <laughs> Nobody's going to complain about that. I'm trying to think what else is even good on the show. I skipped through most of Gunther and Sheamus all freaking, like, you can give me, like, SmackDown two hours. Gunther versus Sheamus. <laughs> um, Charlotte defended her title against Sonya. Boring. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, had, had I mentioned that Charlotte has a new theme music, I don't know if we mentioned that last week. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, so I like it. The, the flutter music, huh? Um, How's it good? It's still kind of in there. If you really listen to it, it's still kind of in there. You'll have to just listen to it. I, I don't know how to tell you how it goes, Carl. They usually just take like the bass music and just remix it again and give it like some more like, um, quote unquote flair. Not to be uh, <laughs> you know, no pun intended there, but I mean. Because, like, how many, like, the rocks, essentially, like, the bass music for the rocks theme has been the same. Pretty much the majority. They're just kind of like, let's add more drums. Let's add this type of effect. Let's do this. Let's do that. But, like, if you strip it all down, like, the like the bottom line, it's the same, same thing. The rocks yeah, That's pretty. Check it out. No, you roll. Awesome. Math. Oh, what do uh, we got? And then our main event was uh, the Usos versus McIntyre and Sheamus, which obviously the Usos won and retained. That was SmackDown. Woo! Yay! Yay! Uh, what we got coming up, like pay per view wise? I think the next thing we're getting is New Year's Evil, which is next weekend. I think so. Or NXT. Um. So you got that coming up, and I think there is uh, an Impact Hard to Kill is next weekend as well. Is that going to be on Impact Plus to watch? I believe so. I think that's one of their uh, their free. free I will watch it just for the match that I sent you guys. Joe Hendry versus Moose. Hell yeah. The pre-show match, actually, a couple of the pre-show matches look pretty solid that they just announced. Um, one of them looks like a X, X division matchup, but uh, Kushida is in the match. Ooh, let's see if I can find that real quick here. Um, didn't mark down any notes for it, and I believe uh, Mickey James is still going on her um retirement run, like going until she loses. What is this one? I did see is it they're doing like a fatal four way number one contenders match for the women's title knockouts. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, this it's like a, uh, um, go ahead. Uh six man scramble match. So it's um 
Kushida, Mike Bailey, Allen Angels, Mike Jackson, Yuya Yumora, I don't know who that is, and Bupinder Gujar. And then Tasha Steele, Savannah Evans, and Giselle. Giselle Shaw will take on the Death Dolls, which is Ty Valkyrie, Havoc, and Rosemary. So those are the two matches they announced for the uh, um, pre-show. Oh, that Mike Jackson. That's that old-ass dude. Brought him back. Damn. Okay. All right. So you said they're doing a fatal fatal four-way for number one contender? Yeah, it's uh, Masha Slamovich. Uh, uh, they added, is it Caden Cross or Kalen Cross? Something like that. She got added to it. That's why it's a four-way now. Fuck, I'll have to look it up. I don't remember who the other two people are in it. <sighs> Making me do homework. <laughs> Hard to kill match card 2023. Who pulls that up first? All right, what do we got here? Oh, I forgot about that. All right, so you got Josh Alexander versus Bully Ray in Full Metal Mayhem for the Impact World Championship. Uh, Jordan Grace versus Mickey James. So the Impact Knockout Championship versus Mickey James's career. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns versus Heath and Rhino versus the Major Players versus the Bullet Club. The Impact World Tag Team Championships. I'm sure the Bullet Club is um, Chris Bay and uh, Ace Austin. Uh, Trey Miguel versus Black Tarus for the Exhibition Championship. Jonathan Gresham versus Eddie Edwards. Deanna Prazo versus Masha Slamovich versus Taylor Wilde versus Killer Kelly. Impact Knockouts oh. number one in Contender Championship. That was who I was trying to think Henry. of. Killer Kelly? Killer Kelly, yeah. And uh, Joe Henry versus Moose for the Digital Media Championship. It's be that a good is show. actually like a pretty sack card right there. I mean, yeah. the main event alone, Josh Alexander versus Bully Ray and Full Metal Mayhem, which is essentially... Um, Impact's version of the TLC match sh- should be pretty solid as well. Like, that's going to be a great main event. It's going to be going on while we record next week. Yep. Awesome stuff there. All right. Actually, you know what? Why don't we go ahead and do picks for this? Since it'll be Let's um, do it. rolling next weekend. I'm cool with it. Right. Cool. Carl, you good? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I will um since this will be our first official pay-per-view um picks, I will come up with a point. We'll come up with a point system. Um, which is what something I wanted to do anyway. And then we'll have our um inaugural WrestleGeddon pay-per-view championship determined. What is the winner getting? At the end of the year, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Can we get? Uh, I say the winner gets uh, WrestleMania. 
a jet ski. <laughs> Again, we make no money. <laughs> you don't know what 2023 holds for us. <laughs> Can be uh, like manscapes. You want to. You want the prize at the end of the year to be a lawnmower? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I shaved my balls. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's go impacts. Hard to kill. Hard to kill. Anyone, because everyone just goes. Right. Set up here, bam. All right, All so right. let's start with the main event Josh Alexander versus Bully Ray, full metal mayhem. We got Josh it. Alexander. Uh, Josh Alexander. All right, I'm going to be different, and I'm going to go Bully Ray. It's because I, I would like to see one last title run for Bully Ray, but it's probably not going to happen, but that's what I want to see. So. I don't want to see that. All right. But i tell you what I do want to see, 100%, the one last title run for Mickey James. Jordan Grace versus Mickey James for the knockout championship or Mickey James's career. Is Jordan going to be the one that retires Mickey or is she going to take that the impact championship again? Jordan Grace. I'm going to agree again and say Jordan Grace. Well, I'm going to be different again and go with the hottest <laughs> MILF in wrestling, Mickey James. <laughs> Not unless she's the hottest MILF. But... all right impact world tag team championships motor city machine guns uh defending against heath and rhino the major players and the bullet club um give me the bullet club yeah i take bullet club too i was gonna pick everything (laughs) now he copied the main choice i'm gonna copy him (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go with uh the machine guns retaining. Okay. Because I think um I think Cardona is on his way back to um back to the Fed. I gotcha. All right. Trey Miguel versus Black Tarus for the Impact Championship. Trey Miguel. And the uh, the winner of that six man scramble will be number one contender for the Impact Championship on the pre show. Um, so that I don't copy Carl anymore, I'm going to see Black Therese. Who's all in the The six man scramble. Yeah. Um, it was Mike Jackson, that old ass dude, uh, Kushida. Uh, another Japanese guy that I don't know, Mike Bailey. Uh-huh. 
shit, who else is in that match? I think oh, I still I have remember it. the rest. I still have it pulled up. Matchup. I got you. Okay. Uh, oh no, it's not on this one. No. <laughs> give me that. Give me that old dude. Mike Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> All right, I'll add those on there. Uh, Carlson, Trey, Garrison, Black, Tarus. I'm going to go uh, Trey Miguel also. Alan Angels. Uh, Alan Angels, that's right. Yuya Yamora, Mike Jackson. Dude, this guy looks like... <laughs> this dude looks like the humpback in Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, Billy Bob Armstrong can wrestle, that dude looks that so old. fucking old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Boo Pender, Mike Bailey, Kushida. We'll um, we'll add the pre-show matches on there. We'll do picks for those. We'll use those as tiebreakers. Okay. All right. What else we got here? Uh, what's we got? Eddie Edwards versus Jonathan Gresham. Um, um, give me Eddie Edwards. Give me Jonathan Gresham. This is a tough one. But I'm going to go with Gresham as well. All right. Uh, Impact Knockout Championship number one contenders match. We've got. Fatal four-way, Deanna Parazi versus Masha Slamovich versus Taylor Wilde versus Killer Kelly. Killer Kelly. What'd you say? Killer Kelly. Killer Kelly. Give Not me... Kelly Kelly. Give me... <laughs> Slam that bitch. Uh, if I predicting Mickey James winning the knockouts championship, the best person to win number one contender to go after Mickey James, Deanna Perrazzo. Built in storyline with James sending Chelsea Green back in. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. Digital media championship Joe Hendry versus. The most underrated man in professional wrestling today, Moose. Moose. Give me Moose. Give me Joe Hendry. Say you name. came and you went. I have my kids going around going, say his name. And he appears. I believe in Joe Hendry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, show them the video and everything too. It was great. <laughs> uh, I as well. I'm gonna pick Joe Hendry. Um, let's get these in here for tiebreaker. The pre-show matches. Um, we're looking at uh, Kashida versus Mike Bailey versus Alan Angels versus Yuya Yumora. Versus Pinder Gujar versus Mike Jackson. Um, that'll be for number one contender spot for the X Division Championship. 
Hey, Carl, you said you wanted the old ass Mike Jackson. Old ass Mike Jackson. Old as hell, but he can do it. <laughs> oh, Jerry, who's sticking on this one? I got Mike Bailey. All right. Uh, I'm going with my man, Kushida. Let me some Kushida. Well, what would you do if your grandpa was at home? Wrestling on the screen <laughs> <laughs> because he's lonely. And the only thing to do is to let him wrestle for a little bit of money. Because your grandma is gone. <laughs> she probably passed away. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. All right. Uh, the other pre-show match, the Death Dolls. Uh, Rosemary, Ty Valkyrie, and Jessica Havoc taking on the team of Tasha Steeles, Giselle Shaw, and Savannah Evans. Give me Maybe the Death Dolls. Yeah, let's say Death Dolls. I think we're all pretty much in agreement on this one. Um, give me Liberty or give me Death. Awesome. All right. So that impact hard to kill. Um, we'll go ahead and we'll do the results of those, of course, next week after the pay-per-view. And then we will uh, tally up the the numbers once I come up with a point system this week. And we will uh, agree and agreed upon point system for this week. And <laughs> Chris comes will, up with uh, a point system. I get 10 points for every match <laughs> I get right. Y'all get, y'all get negative two. <laughs> 10 points for everyone I get wrong. <laughs> 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 oh. awesome and then we'll uh we'll do this again next week for uh new year's evil okay that's, uh, that's on saturday so we can that friday night cool all right awesome stuff there let's uh back over here back to the notes so i think that's pretty much it let's go ahead and jump over to no holds barred you guys got for this week whoa no fucking holds barred uh well, there's I guess no holds barred in the nfl this week fucking guy died twice <laughs> yeah that Man, was that it. was crazy i did i saw a lot of stuff on this scrolling through my um news feed like for through social media you like tiktok and um twitter and there is a lot of debate sparked with this about how the NFL's um, health procedures and policies and health insurance and all this other stuff is completely fucked. Um, how they dropped um, like payouts from a certain amount down. I think it was like 40,000 40, or something like that for last year. And this year it's 4,000. Yeah. Or something for something like related to like medical insurance or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like a huge drop in what the NFL was willing to pay out. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, like a lot of stuff, you know, they're saying like as football players they don't sign up, you know, to be damn near killed on the field. You know, they sign up for, you know, muscle tears and broken bones. 
you know that that they know they're going to get into and that's going to happen but yeah. to pretty much almost die playing playing the game like that's not something that you sign up for yeah. like and i'm sorry but yeah. the the bills i mean that were, needs a pony that's more up. of a freak accident that's more of a freak accident type yeah. thing to like I mean, the other big thing with it all, too, is, and, I mean, Carl knows a little bit more about this than, than I mean, than you, Chris, obviously, but, because you don't watch football anymore, but they've yeah. changed so many rules over the years of, like, how you could hit somebody and how, how you should lead and tackle that a lot of these guys don't even know how to fucking tackle anybody anymore because they get flagged for every single tackle they do. So, I mean, from that standpoint, like, a lot of these guys don't know what's right or wrong when tackling. So sometimes Boy, they just have accidents. I mean, well, he, he was the one that accident. he was the one that made a tackle. Like he tackled the other guy. Uh it's just the other guy lowered his head uh and it hit him in the chest. But I mean it's something that you see a lot of like as far as like, you know, it's kind of a textbook tackle. Um is this you know, um, people say, you know, you get hit at the, the right, hard enough and the right angle and the right spot at the right time. It can make your heart uh, go out of rhythm. So um, that's what happened. I know Jerry King Lawyer had, had uh, pretty much said what happened before I found out what happened. He's like, yeah, it was like cardiac arrest. Like, what happened to me? Uh, when I got uh, a test hit, because see, when I first saw it, I thought that. Well, when I first saw it, I thought he was flopping because, like, he just like fell. But you know what I mean? Like, it is just like it was weird how he fell, and I'm like, what is he? Why did he do that? Uh, because you know sometimes like players will go down like on the knee or something to try to get a timeout or something called. Uh, I'm like, it looked like he just like fell back like on his own almost. I'm like, why did he do that for? And then, then I was like, well, maybe uh, he had concussed uh when he fell back on his head. But then it's like the ambulance. Usually they never pull the ambulance out on the field. Usually like if somebody's getting carted off, they'll have a little gator, or they'll put him up on like a little board. But now the ambulance came out and. They're like, yeah, they're doing CPR on them. I'm like, oh, that's not a concussion. It's not a head injury. Uh, it's something, something serious. I mean, I'm not saying that head injuries are not serious, but you know, you can live from a head injury. You'll just be, you know, a little yeah. rowdy. I <laughs> honestly, like this whole thing, like, like I was saying, like the the Bills owner. Who also owns the Buffalo Sabers? Really needs to pony up and like take care of this player on his team. Like, well, I mean, they they uh, they had a uh, a fund and everything uh, opened up for him. Um, well, that that shouldn't have that shouldn't have been an issue. Like, well, the, the owner he should he, he had to go fund me for something else. And yeah, well, I know a lot of people started. donated to that. I know Chris Jericho donated twice because he misspelled his name the first time. Yes, but uh, he did another five grand with the corrected spelling. 
But uh, the NFL, I mean, saying the NFL owners, I mean, they it's a collective bargaining agreement. So, I mean, the NFL does have a union. Um, so, uh, it's maybe when they're negotiating these things, it's it's cool that you know the guys at the top are getting these huge contracts, but you know they may want to reconsider uh, some other stuff that they previously, um, you know, wasn't really looking into and, and try to focus more on the healthcare and yeah. on retirement and on injury and stuff like this. I was just saying from like my standpoint, like if I'm an owner of a team and I see one of my players like damn near die on the field playing this, like I'm going to feel like shit because this man is out here busting his ass to make me money. And I'm, I'm worth over 2 billion. I'm worth over $2 billion. What is, you know, helping this, this kid get through his medical costs and expensive. Yeah, I mean, thousand compared to the two billion I have in my bank account. Yeah, and I mean, we don't know. Like, I mean, anything like the owner like has spoken publicly on it or anything like that, or you know what's going on with that. I mean, the owner might very well do that. Um, I just, you know, the crazy thing, you know, he's uh, conscious now. Like he's he's awake. Uh, Yeah. uh, I think he talked today, uh, but yesterday. Uh, he uh, was able to communicate like writing on paper. You know, the first thing he asked was, <laughs> "Who won the game?" <laughs> yeah, who won the game? I was like, "Man, <laughs> like if you only knew, man, if you only knew." <laughs> uh, I think the it was the doctor's response was, "You won the game of life," <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something like that. So, I mean, it's just it's one of those things. Like, uh, like from a moral standpoint, like. I, the NFL doesn't give a shit about the players. Let, let's be real. No, as long as they're getting the money from the sponsors and ticket sales and all this other shit, they don't care who's out there playing. So, it's kind of a lot of sports, though, to be honest. It is like, and it's, and it's not even in sports too. It's just like everyday jobs as well. Like you guys know, like. Most companies, especially retail, they don't give a shit who's out there doing the job as long as the job's getting done. They don't care. I mean, it was uh, Walmart got busted for, uh, I think they kind of stopped this practice now, but uh, the reason why they used to have so many like old people uh, working at Walmart is because uh, they were taking out life insurance policies on them. Jesus. And and like the families and stuff didn't know anything about it. It was like taking out life insurance policy on people, and so your employee dies, you get money off of it. Oh my god, fucking Walmart! Like I really hate shopping at Walmart, but it's like, but as a as a figure collector, and they get exclusive shit. Like it's it's hard. So but I might as well just buy a third party and spend a little more. So. Fuck Walmart. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. It's terrible. Oh, you guys have anything else for uh, No Holds Barred this week? Or? Dude, who's winning tomorrow night, Garrett? 
Uh, you know, it's funny. I actually watched both of those college football games last weekend. How you did? I did. Uh, the fucking uh, uh, Georgia game was insane. Yeah, that was. I uh, actually didn't watch. I promised my niece we would watch uh, New Year's Rockin' Eve. Uh, so we watched that, uh, and I kind of flipped it back and forth during the commercials. But damn, but yeah, I, I watched most of that game. Man, what a game! <laughs> uh. I mean, Georgia's probably going to win. Think so? Yeah. Well, I was talking about tomorrow night, uh, Titans-Jags. Oh, Titans-Jags? Titans, Jags. Oh, absolutely, the Titans. Oh, okay. I mean, no one else needs to win, right? The Titans. They make the playoffs if they win? Yep. Jacksonville can lose and still make the playoffs, uh, but Titans would be eliminated. Uh, Jacksonville will still make the playoffs if they lose, and uh, Miami, uh, who played the Jets without Tua, and uh, um, New if New England loses to Buffalo, and then uh, Pittsburgh would have to lose to who are they playing? I think the Ravens. Or Cleveland or so much. Um, I'm, right, I'm looking at it right now. Who'd you say? Uh, Dolphins would have to lose, which they played the Jets without Tua yeah. or t- uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and uh, uh, Buffalo has to play New England. So Buffalo will be playing because they'll have to. They're still trying to get number one seed, and then uh, Pittsburgh would have to lose. Pittsburgh so playing Pittsburgh. Cleveland. Yeah. Doable. So, yeah. So it's you know possible that you know Dixonville could lose and still make it. And I hope the Lions beat Green Bay. Man, that would be awesome. I mean, it's possible. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers back in the playoffs, for sure. Aaron Rodgers, he's he's looked on and off all year to me. Yeah. Who knows? Detroit always plays him tough. Yep, yep, yep. Got anything, Chris, or did you fall asleep? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm here. Um, the uh, new trailer for Evil Dead Rise uh, dropped as well. It comes out April 21st. I'm psyched. That is definitely a opening night movie for me. Um, anything Evil Dead, I'm there. Looks um, pretty solid. Uh, I'm trying to remember. hold on. I gotta look at something. Keep you're good. Keep going. So yeah, pretty psyched for that. Um, that's like one of my big things as far as movies go. That was one of my most anticipated, at least for the beginning of the year. Um, I'm pretty sure the new 
Ghostbusters comes out at the end of this year or early 2024. Say, so, uh, start shooting in March. So cool stuff there. Is okay. So I may or may not be right. Is Evil Dead the one where I mean, and I'm going somewhere with this, so just be, bear with me. Is Evil Dead the one where his hand gets possessed and cuts it off and puts the chainsaw on? Which one is that? Yeah, so it's Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. Yeah. So I uh, I heard a theory that uh, <clears throat> that the hand that he cuts off that's possessed is the same hand that's in the uh, in the uh, the what's the Adams family with Wednesday because they never actually know where the hand came from. They always admit they always admit that they don't know the hand, and they're technically both companies are owned by the same people. Yeah, but uh, Adam's family hand been around. Was, well, yeah, like, was around way before um, Ash lopped his hand off at the wrist. So, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but he ended up um. What happened with that damn hand? He ended up like chaining the hand up and like locking it up in a box. If you watch the um, Ash versus Evil Dead series, because um, was it Ruby, who's played by Lucy Lawless, has possession of Bruce Camp, um, Ash's possessed hand, and it actually guides her to where Ash is at, or like the Necronomicon, one of the two. So it's like a freaking compass for the the, Nepro, the Necronomicon in that series. And I think Ash finally like just, like finally just is able to destroy his hand in that that series too. So, I remember correctly. It's been a while since I watched the the full series. Might have to watch it again. But awesome stuff. Pretty psyched for that though. Love Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty much the biggest thing I had for no holds barred. Is that I know you guys will talk about the uh, uh, the injury and stuff too. So awesome. All right, you guys, anything else? Good, solid. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, let's get into wrestler of the week this week. Um, of course, there was nobody better to pick, there's no other option. Uh, then the man himself, Shelton Benjamin, who said earlier, celebrating his 20th anniversary in our great sport of professional wrestling. Uh, match recommendation I got for you of the Raw from March 22, 22nd, 2004 versus Triple H for the Intercontinental Championship. So, you know, the first time that Shelton Benjamin won the IC title. Awesome stuff there, and I do not have a YouTube link for that one yet. Um, but if I can find one, I'll put it in there. Other than that, you can find it on the cock or the WWE network. Gotta love it. Oh, yeah, great matchup. All right, theme of the week this week, Garrett, your pick, man. What you got for us? Uh, so uh, I'm not sure if we've done this or not. But uh, I feel like if we haven't, you guys might be proud of me for one. Because <laughs> I picked uh, a theme music from uh, <clears throat> one Shane Douglas. 
and it is his ECW theme, which is the uh, uh, the song from uh, Deep Purple. Yes. <clears throat> can't remember the name of the song but I love Shane Douglas's ECW theme like I'm not gonna lie it just it hit like every single time the triple threat came out or Shane Douglas came out you knew like shit was about to go down and get real god dang it is it bad I want Fabian to win this match uh North Atlantic Championship match. Yeah, I mean, at this I don't point, it's, it's not going to happen, but I sure hope it does. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't. I'm still kind of torn on Sabian. Like, I need to see more of this this gimmick that he's in now. So. Oh, awesome. We'll see. All right, but that's uh, that's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, we, appreciate, we appreciate you guys. I've been drinking, so I don't care. I had a rough day today. So I uh, appreciate y'all checking this out. Um, as always, make sure I uh, guys hit, up, uh, hit us up on social media. We'll get you the, the info for that. You can just hit the link tree in the episode description to find all that stuff in there. Um, but yeah, episode 169, 169 episodes. We start off 2023 with a bang. Uh, look forward to chatting with you guys next week. Uh, on behalf of myself, Chris the Heat Matthews, Garrett G Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Thank you guys for checking us out. And we'll check y'all next week. Later, Marks. Now I want is some toys. For my Optimus Prime birthday. <laughs> 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 Giant stretchy black panther. <laughs> <laughs>